If the Lord has been faithful to you, why don't you stand to your feet this morning and give him one more round of great applause. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. He has been faithful. He has been faithful to a thousand generations. He is faithful. Praise God. Praise God. Man, your mama will fail you. Your daddy will leave you. Your grandma and your grandpa may even walk out on you. But Jesus Christ will be faithful to the very end. You can depend on him. He is faithful. Mm. I am as sure as the rising sun and the setting of the same. I am God. I am faithful to my promise and to my word. I am faithful to my people, and I will be there for you. I have already gone ahead of you and have prepared the path before you. Trust and know that my promises will guide you. As you lean upon them, you will see the victory that you seek. I have said it, says the Lord, and it is faithful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, what a morning it has been. The presence of God is here. The power of the Holy Spirit is here with us. And there is nothing we can desire or want any better than that. Brother Carpenter, you've been in the, the church a long time. I bet after all the years, you'd say, you can have the programs, you can have the big names, you can have all those things, but if you don't have the presence of God, then you don't have it anything. I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord. That's what keeps the lights on here, I believe. That's what keeps the power working in this house. And I don't mean Duke Energy. I mean the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Amen. We trust him no matter what happens. Can I get an amen? amen. Now you say it now, but will you say it when the winds blow? Amen. When the rains come? The storms come and they, they beat against your house, the spiritual house. We preached this last Sunday. We've built on a strong foundation. And if we've done that, then we can stand and say he is faithful through it all. Amen? Amen. As you're standing, I want you to, I'm just going to go right into the scripture reading this morning. Set up the, the sermon, the message, which is this. The Lord spoke to me last Sunday when I left here. I, I always consider and pray. As soon as I say amen here, I start praying, oh me. You know, oh me for next Sunday. You know, and I always want to be led of the Spirit and hear what he's speaking to the church. And I am, I'm excited, actually. I'm thrilled with what God is speaking into my heart. It has changed my life. I've been in a personal revival this entire week. And you don't even know what I'm going to preach about. God used the message, the word that he gave to me to touch me and to transform my life. Now, I would have thought I've been in the way for quite a while. Not in the way, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I have sensed and felt 
the Spirit of the Lord touched me in a way that I haven't been touched in a long time because he took me back to a place where he has spoken, spoken to me. Years ago, he taught me a valuable lesson on reverence and the fear of the Lord. It was something that changed my life. And he's taken me back to that place and he's given me a new word. And the word that he's speaking over this house, the word that he's speaking over this preacher, over our staff, over our leaders, over this work, is honor. Honor. By the help of the Holy Spirit, over the next few minutes, I'm going to unpack this subject, this word that the Lord has given to me. And it'll begin with reading scripture from Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. If you have your scriptures there, they'll put that on the screen as well. I saw Tammy here. Tammy, we love you. All of you. Brother Elam, Haley, Ryan. We've been praying for you all week long, but we're so thankful to see you here this morning. This church loves you. We love Brittany. We know that she's a week in now, and she's standing in the presence of God. And we honor her faith, and we honor your family. We love you. Speaking of honor, listen to what the prophet Malachi said. Now, it's going to sound like we're headed off in a negative kind of journey here to start off with, but hang on and just wait. A son honors his father and a servant his master. But God says through the prophet Malachi, if I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you, O priests. Yes, from the pulpit to the pew. It is you, O priests, who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? You place defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you bring blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled and diseased animals, is that not wrong? He was hitting them right where they lived. We live in a society in a time in the church and in the world where we give God the very least that we can. We find so many folks these days have an attitude that just says the, the work of the Lord, the, the work of the house of the Lord, my offering, my servanthood, I just don't have time. I don't have means. And the Lord gets the least. Obviously, that was happening at this same time. Try offering those blind animals for sacrifice and the crippled and diseased animals. In other words, the least of your, least of your flock. Try offering them to the governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now implore God to be gracious to us with such offerings from your hands. Will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? And he goes on in verse 10 and he says, Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors 
God is saying here in this scripture, he's saying, I would rather you just go ahead and shut the whole thing down than to keep going through the motions and giving me worship and sacrifice without true honor. So that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I'm not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. He says, my name will be great among the nations, from the rising to the setting of the sun. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. In other words, if you don't honor me, I'll go find someone else who will. Chapter 2, verse 1. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. And now this admonition is for you, O priests. If you do not listen, if you do not set your heart to honor my name. What a beautiful line that is. I highlighted that in blue in my notes. If you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty. If you do not, I will send a curse upon you. And I will curse your blessings. In other words, the working, the mighty workings of God will stop in your life. And what you have will be stopped already. Because you have not set your heart to honor me. Let's pray. Father, we ask your blessings on the word. Challenge us, touch us. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for that anointing on my tongue. That will not be from me, but from you. Pray that you will challenge these folks, Lord, that they'll sense and feel and, and receive the word this morning that has touched and transformed my own life. The Lord, you're not, this word is not for a condemnation over us, but it is for a challenge. It is for an inspiration, an encouragement for us. Correct us where we must be corrected, Lord, that we might enjoy the presence and the power and the honor of your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it and we pray today. And everyone agreed and said amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate how beautiful that is. He always helps me. The heart of honor. Honor. I'm so thankful that you're here today. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here. You didn't go to the lake. You didn't go to the park. You didn't stay at home in the recliner. You came to church this morning. I know you came for God, but I'm thankful as pastor that you're here today. Amen. It's awesome to see you, Brother Worley. <laughs> he helps me preach. Honor. I believe that God would ask us this morning, thousands of years later, the same question he asked the children of God through the prophet Malachi. Now listen to me, old and young alike, everybody under the sound of my voice, listen. If you're a teenager, if you're a young adult, listen. We live in a very selfish generation. We live in a me generation. We live in an egotistical generation. We live in a time when everybody's focus is on what they got coming, what they got going, and where they're headed, and who's going to bless them, who's going to touch them, and what they're going to get out of life. I'm telling you, that is not the way of the Christian. It's not the way of life. God would ask us the same questions that the prophet Malachi asked the people of God. 
Where is the honor due me? Where is the honor due me? We live in a country, in a generation of people that, like I said, they're bent on dishonor. You don't see honor like you used to. Back in Andy Griffith days, you used to see honor. Now, Opie, you go in there and you say, you're sorry to Aunt B. Ah, Pa. Go on. It's popular now. It's almost the fad to show dishonor. It's a shame that we live in a day and hour when we've got to, we get a round of applause and we get up and make a little cheer for somebody standing for the national anthem and the flag. I thought that was just proper protocol. But somewhere along the line, it's gotten popular to be rebellious. It's gotten popular to bring dishonor to the name of God, to the house of God, to the country we live in, to the church, to the family. We live in a very, very difficult season and time. There's no honor. It's popular for comedians to make fun. It's popular for protesters to to fight against the very core and the threads, the fabric of our very nation. It's unbelievable that we come to a time like we have. You ought to wake up and pay attention to where we are because it's a serious problem that we have. And I believe that the scripture teaches us that dishonor stops the work of God. It hinders the work of God. It causes us to to live in our own strength and in our own kind of ingenuity. And we have to walk in our own power. And at times we don't see the things of God. We don't sense and feel and move in the powerful, mighty workings of God. Not because we don't love him, but because there has been a dishonor to his name. And we've got to check ourselves. I've checked myself this week. Honor is one of the forgotten virtues. You turn on the news. You listen to the radio. You hear conversations in a grocery store of a mother and a child. I just happened to hear this the other day. And a little child was just snapping at his mom and giving her what for. Part of me wanted to go over and just pick the kid up out of the thing and sit him down and just look at him. No abuse, but just look at him. Scare the dickens out of him. Don't you talk to your mama that way. As a matter of fact, I have. I spoke to a, a young man yesterday. He said, I hate you to his mom. I said, wait, 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 wait. You don't say that. You don't. It ain't my child, but I said, you don't say that. Don't say that to your mama. You don't hate her. You may be mad right now, but you don't ever say that again. You don't hate your mother. Not if you want to live long. I don't know. I grew up in a different age. I grew up in a day when you said thank you and yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, no, no, sir. I grew up in a day where you showed honor. I grew up in the church even. I didn't call you by your name. I didn't know your name. If your last name was White, I called you Sister White. If you were Brother Jones, I called you Brother Jones. I didn't call you by your first name. I didn't do that. That was disrespectful, dishonorable. My mother would have washed my mouth out with soap if I walked in the church house and started calling Liz, Liz. She'd grab hold of me and she'd say, she's Sister Ambergy to you. Don't you ever, I wrote, 
I, we had to write letters in a Sunday school class one time, and I wrote out a whole bunch of letters to people in the church, and I took them to my mom to get addresses, and she laughed because every one of them said, Sister Wilson, Sister Jones, Sister White, you know, Brother Hacker. <laughs> it was like, that's all I ever knew is to show honor. I didn't know any different. But we live in a very base generation. We live in a time where people don't show value anymore. They don't show value. Observe the world around you and wonder, is there anything sacred anymore? Is there anything sacred? Anything that we hold is priceless and treasurable. We don't honor our conversations with one another, the way we talk to one another, the way kids, as I mentioned, talk to their parents. I, I'm amazed at the drivers on the road. I am, I am the worst guy that you'll find on the street when you're mad because I, just, I think I just kind of put my finger in the wound a little bit. Had a guy the other day, I was backing out of a parking lot, and I saw him, I stopped, gave him plenty of time, but he thought I was going to hit his car, so he just started, and giving me every uh, finger expression you can give, saying all kinds of stuff, and I am just like, it, it makes me mad, but then I just keep that, that, that sanctified thing going on in me, and I, so I just turned around and I said, I smile real big and just wave at him. I'm like, poor pitiful you and whoever married you. I pity the woman that married you. Goodness gracious. No honor. No honor for anybody. Dishonor everywhere you look. Passive aggressive posts on Facebook. Stop it. Stop it. Passive aggressive photo. You know what that means. You know what that is. It's all over the place. I went looking the other day. I, I don't have, normally have time to just go through the feeds, but I was on a mission, and I was looking at all the passive-aggressive posts. You know, where you're trying to send a message to somebody, but you don't know, you're not naming who they are, but you hope they're seeing it. In the meantime, a hundred other people are like, did they mean me? It's like, are you serious? Stop it. Don't use social media to be a dishonorable person. That ought to get an amen out of the crowd. Nowadays, I heard somebody talking the other day, and uh, they said, you know, one girl was talking to another girl, and, and they, she said, did you see her post? She said, I saw it. She goes, but I didn't like it on purpose. You really got her. Ooh, man, you gave it to her. You're awesome. Wow, Seriously? Passive-aggressive. What in the world and where in the world is honor gone? What's happened to the values in America? What's happened to respect? I believe in honor. I believe in the principle of giving honor more so than I ever have. It was the Lord that spoke to me as I came out of the driveway last Sunday. And I've been like, Lord, we, we've been preaching on servanthood. We've been preaching on compassion and love. We've been preaching about fasting and prayer. And we've had the prayer services. God, we're preaching about the word and getting back to the book, back to the Bible. We're preaching about the power of your word and, and the work of your spirit in the church. Pentecost Sunday, Lord, I preached on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I, Lord, what? Where are we at? What am I missing? Where? What are you doing? And what are you speaking? And he spoke to my heart and he gave me one word. One word. He's, he said all of those things are a direct result and a fruit of one word. He said, Lord, what is it? 
said, you need a culture of honor over the house. You need a culture of honor over the house. I went crazy in my mind. I was like, oh, that has to be from God. It has to be. It's a direct confirmation. And then, man, conversations after that went crazy, went on fire. So many people confirming and affirming to me that that was right and that is God Almighty. And as I'm thinking about it and praying about it and studying and reading and looking, seeing what I can, having conversations with folks, I'm convinced as never before, and it started first in me. I received a revival of honor, the spirit of honor in my life. And it's changed everything. It's changed how I greet a, a, a stranger in the store. It's changed how I treat the people that live in my life or just people that walk by. I'm being kind. I'm being gentle. I'm looking people in the eye. I'm moving a little slower and I'm changing. And the honor I want and I have in my heart today is to bring honor to those that I don't know, but even more so honor to those who I love and they cherish and I value because that is what honor is all about. It's about value. It's about what you value. I'm praying for a spirit of honor to hit this church. A spirit of honor, a desire for a culture to change, to, for us to literally live in an honor. And I mean honor. I mean old-fashioned honor. I'm talking about Walton's kind of honor. I'm talking about Little House on the Prairie kind of honor. I'm talking about the kind of honor that we give to the military, that we used to give to the flag, that we still give to the United States of America and to the men and the women that serve in the military, those that serve out on the field as first responders, those who go right into the fires and into the trouble and into the places where nobody else will go. Thank God for them. I honor them. I honor the policemen and the law enforcement in our community, in our city. I admire those who work diligently in public service and give their lives in sacrifice to help us live a free and a brave life like we have. I am thankful for them, and I want to live in a spirit of honor. I want to honor them. And while we're at it, I'm thankful for, for the values and the honor that comes to the old school. I'm thankful that kids are raised up to say yes, ma'am, and no, sir. And, and I'm thankful that in our Rock Island children's program, they, they call their teachers uh, Miss Amy or Miss Carolyn. They, they put the, a little respect behind their names. And I like that. I like that when kids are respectful and honorable. You know, it all starts in the home. Honor your father and your mother that your days will be long on the earth. Commandment of the Lord. Do you know why the Lord gave that as a commandment? He gave that as a commandment because he knew that if it started there in the house with mommy and daddy and baby, if it starts there, it'll follow them all the way through their lives to where they'll respect authority and they'll keep a good job and they'll pay their bills and they'll be respectful as they grow older. And then when it's all said and done, they'll honor and respect God Almighty and live for him with all their hearts. While we're at it and while we're on the subject of July 4th celebration, I honor the United States of America. I honor the flag of the United States of America. I honor the national anthem, and I honor it by standing and giving glorious honor and praise to God for America and all that we've been blessed to own and have. One nation, Pastor Brian said it, one nation under God, indivisible full of liberty, and in 
God we trust. In God we trust. I honor the office of the president, whether I agree with the political party or not. Doesn't matter. There's a respect and an honor that goes with the office. I'm tired of the jokes and the way that people dishonor the president of the United States of America. Pray for him if you don't agree with him, but do your best to bring honor. We should be a people of honor. We should honor one another. We should honor our, our, our authorities. We should honor those in authority over us, even in the church. Can I get an amen? amen. I honor the men and women, as I said, military, the first responders, the law enforcement officers, and I wrote this down, the doctors, the nurses, safety patrol, and I honor the male men and the male women. Someone asked me, what's the problem in America today? I'd say it's this loss, this loss of the spirit of honor, the practice of honor, the value of honor. If someone would ask me, what's the problem in the modern day church today? I would say it's because we've lost the spirit of honor. We've lost the practice of honor and we've lost the value of honor. Honor, honor that moves us. Honor that fills us with compassion. Honest, honor that changes our mouth. I'm so tired of the dishonor that comes through the words that people speak. There's never a reason, doesn't matter how offended you've been, doesn't matter how wrong you've been done, there's never an excuse for dishonor on your behalf. Paul said, I've been shipwrecked. I've been beaten 39 times. I've gone through every kind of persecution. I've been in jail. I've had all these things happen to me. My life has been threatened. But all through it all, at the end of his life, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. And in it all, I kept the faith. There's no excuse for dishonor. I'm just going to preach it whether you like it or not. No excuse for dishonor. No excuse for the things that cause dishonor to any other human being anywhere. Can I just say that? It doesn't matter whether you're red, yellow, black, or white. You ought to be honored as a wonderful child of God Almighty and loved just like anybody else. Say amen. amen. I'm praying that the culture of this house will be one of honor. What do we want to be known for? I want to be known for our mission and our vision. Embrace God, connect with one another, pursue growth and serve the world. But I want it all to be done in a spirit of honor. I want to honor you. I, over the last week and a half, I've been trying to find a thousand ways to honor. I've been bringing honor to every situation. I pick up the phone to call someone. I'm like, remember, show them honor. I'm teaching myself. I'm disciplining myself so that I will not speak anything. When it's all said and done, I don't need to give you a piece of my mind because that means I'll give you peace out of my mind. And I'm going to keep all the peace I got. Thank you very much. I don't need to tell you off or tell you on or tell you up. I'm going to love you. I'm going to honor you. In honor, prefer you over myself. That's the scriptural admonition. So when you snap it in a Z formation and you try to tell, mm-hmm, well, you don't know what they said to me. It don't matter what they said to you. Show honor. Show honor. Honor is interwoven throughout the pages of the Old and New Testament. 
And where there is honor, there is great reward. We live in an hour where there's much dishonor, no reward. We know in Scripture it teaches us as Jesus went into Nazareth and Luke, we read the words of him in a, on a major revival. He's in Capernaum the day before, and all those who needed healed, all of those who were covered in disease, they were all healed. Many, many signs and wonders and miracles he performed. And it says, then he went into Nazareth. You remember Nazareth, that's where he was raised. That's, that's his hometown. And it says there an indictment that is unbelievable for the very subject that we're preaching about today. It says that because as soon as he got into town, they said, isn't that Joseph's boy? Isn't that Mary's son? Isn't his brothers work down at the mill? Isn't his sisters with us? What's he think he's doing? As he stands up in the temple. And they bring the parchments to him. He begins to read. Because the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's reading the word to set the captive free, to heal the brokenhearted. Goes on and on. And he says they're astonished. He's reading as the one who has authority. That that's Joe's boy. And then he closed up the parchment when he got done. And he said, and these words are being fulfilled in your hearing. He announced to them. That he wasn't Joe's boy anymore. That he was the son of God. The Messiah. And it said they stood back. And were offended. Offended. It said because of the dishonor. Because they didn't recognize his value. Who he was. So that he could do no mighty works, just a few, few faithful believers in town, but he could not do many, many works. He came off the revival circuit where there had been thousands following him and healings everywhere to his hometown where the people had gotten familiar, where the people had learned to dishonor where the people wouldn't recognize his value. Here was the Son of God standing in their midst, ready to heal, to deliver, to cast out. And if you read on, you find out they ran him out of town. He wasn't able to do anything where there was no honor. And can I say this? God is not able to do anything in your life that does not show honor. Honor is the difference between you many times and victory. Honor is the difference between you and the reward that God had for you. The potential that he has for your life. What he could have done for Nazareth. 
he could have done if he'd waltzed into town as a hometown hero. What he could have done, I'm sure as he wept over Jerusalem, he wept over Nazareth. We don't see that written anywhere, but we know his heart. We know his compassion. But he couldn't do anything, Kathy and Nazareth, because of their unbelief and their lack of honor. Let that not be said amongst us. Let there be a revival of honor. Let us recognize the value, the priceless treasure that is the presence of God. It doesn't matter what song he's singing. If it's singing about the gospel, if it's singing about a savior, if it's singing about praise to the Lord God Almighty, then get up on your feet if you need to and shout your shoe heels off and give praise and honor to God and glory to his name. It doesn't matter who's preaching, if you like my suit or my flag tie or not. What matters is that the Word of God is being preached. So honor the Word of God. Honor the man and the woman of God in the house. Honor the masters over you and authority in the, in the Word as the Word describes and teaches us. Oh, you're a boss. Give honor. Those over you, your mom and your dad, give honor. Honor them. And in so doing, you buy into, you embrace the principle of blessing and favor that comes from God. And God is then able, set free, released to do a mighty work in your life. I have found this week alone as I have changed my own behavior and I've paid closer attention to giving honor wherever it was due. Give honor, he says, where it's due. If I, as I have done that, I have seen a massive change, a glorious change in my own attitude, in my own life, in my own prayer time. It's been like night and day. Oh, I'm telling you, it's an answer, and if you'll embrace it today, the power of the Holy Spirit will release a mighty work in your life. He'll release it in our church as we develop a culture, a discipline of honor amongst us. I want to honor Pastor Brian. I want to honor Pastor Melissa. I want to honor Pastor Amelia. I know you very well. I want to honor our pastors on staff. I want to honor our teachers, our workers, our ushers. I want to honor our ushers because they give and they're here faithful every Sunday. I want to honor those who are faithful to the house of God, those that don't lay at home every chance they get, those that understand it's taken hours and hours and hours of prayer and preparation to get a message ready, and you didn't just blow it off because you wanted to sit home in the recliner. You came to the house of God honoring God, honoring his word, honoring his house. These are the things that will make a huge difference in our church and in your life. I'm just preaching it. So what is honor? What is honor in the time that I have? To me, Greek word, to me, means to place high value upon valuable, precious, weighty, such as gold. I'm to treat you like gold. You are to treat one another like gold. Can I say this? If you see gold sitting on a shelf, you're not just going to ignore it, pass by it, treat it like it's nothing. Priceless, treasured, valuable. He says, in honor, prefer one another over yourself. 
The concept of honor is all over through the pages of Scripture. Listen to some of these Scriptures. Romans 12 and 9. Let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil. Loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. But hold fast to that which is good. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family, giving precedence and showing honor to one another. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Many other translations say, outdo one another in honor and love. 1 Timothy 6 and 1, let all who are under the yoke as bondservants esteem their masters worthy of honor and fullest respect so that the name of God and the teaching about him may not be brought into disrepute and blaspheme. Honor those in authority over you or the teaching of the Lord is blasphemed in your life. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, husbands, uh-oh, it's getting more personal. Dwell with them, your wives, with understanding. Give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. You do see, you do see the connection, right? Honor brings blessing and favor. Honor, when you bring honor, you, you're bl- bringing the, the working of God, the mighty power of God at work in your life. Your prayers are even hindered when you don't honor your wife. Now, before too many of you ladies go, mm-hmm. However, let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being, in a sense, his very own self. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. awesome (laughs) children everybody say amen Amen. Ephesians 6 and 1 children obey your parents in the Lord for this is just and right honor your father and your mother this is the first commandment with a promise that all may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth this is honor it begins and starts in the home It starts there in the house, teaching your children to honor and to obey. Teaching them to honor you, not letting them get, I I can't believe the mama was, she was in tears letting that little tiny four-year-old tell her off. And I was just like, oh, you kitty kid, get over here. Hey, man. Like, unbelievable. Are you joking? Teach them to obey. Don't mean you beat them. I'm totally against abuse. Just let that be on the record. But there is a way. My mother, I was 16 years old, and I finally got a little bit of spark in me. I was in the dining room. I looked at my mom, and as a 16-year-old, I smarted off at her just to see how far I could get, I think. And she reached across the table. She grabbed my jaw. She pulled me up right to her nose, and she said, little boy, you ever act like you got a problem with me ever again and you'll eat blood all the way to your bedroom. (laughs) 
Now, my mother never even hardly spanked us. She wasn't an abusive person, but I wasn't about to push that line. <laughs> she sent me to my room, and I was heading back to my room, and she said, and you better not slam that door either. And I walked in, shut the door, picked up my pillow and yelled into my pillow. <laughs> but I learned a lesson. I never talked sharply back to my mother again all the way to, through to her death 10 years ago. Always honored her and my father. The opposite of honor is dishonor. That Greek word is atemia. Most of the time when we think about dishonor, we think about shaming or bringing humiliation to somebody, that that's dishonoring them. But guess what? That's not dishonor. It's actually a little harder than that. Dishonor means you treat someone or something with no value at all. To treat them as common, ordinary, to treat them as nothing. That's dishonor. Wow. We're to be intentional in our honor, Maria. Intentional in our living, in our honoring, and in our loving. Let me tell you who it's all for. In the end, at the end of the day, honoring God Honoring one another, honoring our parents, honoring those in authority over us, honoring our pastors, the prophets, the people that give over you, that labor over your soul. It's for you. It's for you. He wants you to be a person of honor. There are things that we got to know, and as I get ready in a few minutes here to close first thing I want you to know about honor is that you honor only the things you value. You honor what you value. I brought this back out today. Perhaps all of you don't know what it is, but most of you do. Now, if, I, if you look at this Bible, and I don't know if you can see real good, but it's faded. Uh, pages are missing. It's written in. It, it, it's really just... It's kind of a mess here. I've got to hold it carefully. Someone's even said it might have a little mold in it. If I, one time I was preaching on a Sunday morning, and I was like, "This word," and dust went flying. People was like, "Pastor, maybe you ought to not do that." But I, I think if I took it to a thrift store, somebody would say, "I'll give you fifty cents for that." Somebody would say, oh, I ain't going to give you nothing for that. You can have that. You, I'd throw that away. That's not valuable. See, it's not the thing itself that makes it value. The value is what it represents. The value is in what it is to me, to you. See, this is the 120-year-old Bible that belonged to Pastor J.D. Wilson, who started this church 104 years ago. He preached from this Bible. People were healed while he was carrying this Bible. He preached the house down and built a church that started on a front porch and moved to a garage a block over, filled the garage up until they had to tear it down, and, and they 
built a new block building and filled that full. And then by 1920, organized as a full-blown church of God. And then from there, they went on to tear that down and build another building and tear that down and build another building. By the 50s, they had to move and they were starting a building campaign. And by 1973, they moved over to Wilbraham Road, packed that out until in 1991, we ended up here on the hill building this big old sanctuary here that houses two services on Sunday morning and about 63 ministries. A little group who was faithful and a little preacher who preached the flat out word of God. That is what built this house. And this house, this house needs to have a spirit of honor. So this, that the thrift store wouldn't give me 50 cents for, I wouldn't take anything for. It's priceless. I treasure it. It sits on the corner of my desk, Sister Marie. Nobody touches it. If somebody does, I'm standing over them. I'm watching them granddaughter of, of J.D. Wilson came by and was hoping that I'd give it to her. And I was like, uh-uh, no way. It sits there. Barely I touch it, barely. But it's there. And every morning when I walk into my office, it's sitting right there on my desk. And it reminds me. It reminds me of the honor. It reminds me of the treasure, the valuable, priceless truth of God that built this church. The hours, the notes, the words, the sermons, the preaching. It's valuable. So I honor it. You honor what you value. You honor what you value. And can I say this? You receive honor based solely on the measure of honor that you give. Honor is something that's earned. It's not something just given to people, although our attitude is that we honor others with no agenda. But to receive honor, the word, all throughout the word, give and it'll be given to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. That was talking about not just money. We often attach that to just money, but that is not what it was all for completely. It was for forgiveness and not being judgmental and serving others. It was about all of these things, these attributes of showing honor to others and as you give that you receive that how do we show honor the word of God teaches us that if you even so much as give a cup of cold water in my name you'll not lose your reward honor is easy when it's given from the heart and when it comes from the heart there's great reward in it. I want you to stand with me this morning. We're going to be finishing this message. There's too much in it next week. Because I want to talk about how the work of God and the work of the Holy Spirit in honor comes back to us. And that it's set as a precedence all throughout the world. And it's something that changes a church culture. I'm living for the moment that we all get this, that we understand it, and we begin to outdo one another with honor, 
that we begin to show honor everywhere we go, that we outdo each other trying to show honor. And that when we have a culture of honor in our church, there'll, there'll be no, no ministry, no, there'll be no classroom, there'll be nothing that will be left undone because we'll all have this honorable spirit in us. It'll be an anointing that will rest. My, I feel the Holy Spirit. It'll be an anointing that rests over us. We'll rush Rush to ministry, rush to show love and to show honor to one another. We'll, we'll, we'll be in a hurry to outdo one another with, with love for one another, to serve one another. I, I had an experience, and, and I've been talking about honor all week, and I got to see it up close at, at Brittany's service the other day. So we were getting ready to leave, and the family and I were walking up the aisle, and I realized I had left my, my notes for the cemetery service and my pen and all the things that I had, I left them on the pew. And so I stopped real quick and went, went and looked and they were gone. And I couldn't worry about it. I, got, I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll just, I know what I'll do, whatever. I'll just figure it out. So we're leaving. And I go to the, to the hearst and, and we, we getting ready to go to the cemetery. And I got over and get in my car. When I get in my car, there's my notebook with my pen, and there's a Diet Coke with lime in the cup holder. Pastor Richard took care of that. That was showing honor. You see how simple? But yet, because this has been on my mind so much, and I've been dwelling on it and thinking about it, I wept. It caused me to weep. I didn't expect that from him. That's not honorable. But the honor that he showed ministered to me. It made me want to honor him. And I want to live to honor you. I want to honor our, our church. I want to honor God in his name because it all comes back to the honor that's due him. We'll stand before him. Revelation chapter 5 says that the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive riches and wisdom and glory and honor power honor it all goes to him and he's letting us know that's the glue that changes a church and turns it upside down serving is it's just duty unless it's given in honor. Love is just words. It's not given in honor. Our worship and our praise is worthless, God said. If it's not done in honor. So pray with me that we have the spirit of honor once again in our hearts individually and in our church. The Lord showed me a beautiful picture yesterday. I was leaving the hospital in Lyman'sburg. I was praying about the service and praying about my thoughts and things that, that I would talk to you about today. And the Lord showed me the culture of honor. Again, he showed me this is, this is the answer. This is what we need right now. It's a, a fresh word from him. He showed me an open door. I saw in that open door, I saw the beautiful landscape through that open door. 
Brother Gary, the Lord spoke into my spirit and he said, there'll be no limit to where we go if we go in honor. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I would honor the Lord this morning by asking you a simple question. Have you made him Lord of your life? Have you come here today and you have not even begun that journey with him to show honor in your life, to give him your heart, to make him your savior? If you're here and you'd pray that prayer with me today, would you just slip up your hand and write back down? God bless you. Is there anyone else? God bless you. I see you. I want to make Jesus my Savior. I want in on this. I want to be a part of this, the family of God. I believe he died on the cross for me. Through that sacrifice, his forgiveness for my sins, I want him to be Lord of my life. Is there anyone else? All right. Thank you so much, Visa. What a privilege and opportunity it is for us to be a part of the greatest decision you've ever made in your life. Church, we're going to pray with them. Again, I say this often, but I need to say it. It's just words if it's not from your heart. Pray this from your heart, and heaven knows who you are. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you are as much as going to heaven as anybody else who ever accepted Jesus. So let's pray together. And Church, will you help me? Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation with your blood. Now be Lord of my life. I come to you and I believe. Now I confess you. So according to your word, I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Over in this corner is a table. There's some material there. There's a Bible for you. There's someone who will meet you over there. And they would love to talk to you for a few minutes and help you get started on your new walk with Jesus. As a closing prayer for us, I want, I want to pray a prayer that, that will start an epidemic of honor. How many of you got this? You understand what I'm saying today? I want you to go from this place and I want you to find a thousand ways to honor one another, your family, your authorities. Bake cookies for your local policeman. Do something. Find a thousand ways to honor your church, to honor God. Father, we come to you. You alone know what this message has meant to my heart. I pray that you will touch our people because I am so excited about what you've placed in me as a vision for what's ahead as we understand the principle of honor. Lord, I pray that the spirit of God, the spirit of honor would touch every man, woman, boy, and girl. That you would touch all of our hearts. And Lord, those who aren't here today, I pray that somehow they'll get the message. That somehow they'll understand because Lord, we've all got to do this together. Pray that they would sense and feel there's something they need to know about. 
touch their hearts today. Minister to us as we leave this house, the church, leaving this house. As we go and we are the church to our community, to our families. Lord, in your name, representing you and the light that you are to our hearts all over this community. Touch us. Give us a revival of honor. And help us, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you go today, let's appreciate the pastor for bringing the word. It's beautiful. Two really quick things is one is tonight at 6 o'clock down at the Princeton Pike Church, we have a tradition here at our church that we join our sister church. They're going to do a big fireworks display around 10 o'clock. They've got a lot of stuff going on. But we like to join them, and tonight we're going to be doing that. So we invite you to come and be a part of that. Also, coming up this next a week from today, we start Sunday night, we start our VBS. So if you have kids, uh, grandkids, friends, family, people that you want to be involved in that, you can go on our church app, you can go on the website, get them signed up. We'd love to have them. And also, if you are a worker and you want to work at VBS, we also uh, still have places for you, and you can do that on the app and on the uh, church website Honor as well. the Lord through VBS. <laughs> yes, honor the Lord. And uh, God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. We hope to see you later.